time to take the next step with Looney Libis. Okay, you have your idea for your startup, and you want to share it with investors, with customers, with your friends. How do you do that? Well, the first step you need to take is to split that idea into two parts, the problem and the solution. You see, you have all those jumbled in your head, right? You know what problem you're solving already, but you haven't shared that with anyone else. You haven't gotten them excited like you are in solving that problem. And so that's what you need to do as the first step. So figure out what problem you're solving. Is it a first world problem? Are you saving a minute or saving a dollar for someone living in the U.S. or Europe or another developed country? Or are you solving a big problem of the world? Are you solving poverty or hunger or unemployment uh, or the environment? Okay, tell us that and explain it to us to start with in one paragraph. Sit down and in three or four sentences, describe what problem you're solving without ever mentioning what solution you're working on. Okay, and once you have that down, well then shrink it down to one sentence. And I know that's hard. I know there's all sorts of things you want to throw in there, but you don't have to. You just need to get us to understand what general problem you're solving in one sentence. Once you have that, then let's do the same exercise for the solution. Sit down and write one paragraph and only one paragraph that describes how you're solving that problem. Right? Again, you don't have to mention the problem because we already know what it is. So at this point, you can say it's an app that does such and such. Or you can say that it's a manufacturing company that builds uh, widgets to solve the problem. Or it's a service, and here's how, uh, here's how the customers interact with the service. Right? So do that in one paragraph, in only one paragraph, just three or four sentences. And then shrink it down to one. And that's going to feel really bad and it's going to be really hard because you have all this stuff you want to say about it. But trust me, in order to catch the attention of investors and customers and whatnot, you have to start with a really clear and really concise description of what, what you're offering the world. And that's one sentence on problem and one sentence on solution. And then what you do is combine those into one sentence. My favorite version of this comes from one of my fledglings. These are the companies that come to fledge, my conscious company, Accelerator. Now, when, uh, when John stepped up in front of a crowd, his line was, Hello, my name is John Kaira, the founder of African Chicken, which fights poverty, hunger, and unemployment with a chicken. And that's it. That's all he had to say. Because when he got through that one line, every new person in the audience who hadn't heard that before leaned in and said the most amazing words that you could ever have as an entrepreneur, how does that work? Because you see, when you're out pitching, when you're out sharing your ideas with others, the whole point is to start a conversation. The point of you pitching is not to embed in their mind every last detail of what you're doing before you let them speak. The point is to say just enough that they want to know more and then to answer whatever question they give with just enough information so that they want to know more. And have that go back and forth and back and forth until they say they want to buy or invest or join or donate or do something to help your, help your company succeed. Right? That's the point of pitching. And to do that, what you need to do is learn how to say the fewest number of words you can that convey the ideas you need. Right? So, one sentence opening. And here's a few more examples from a few more fledglings. 
years ago, this newspaper was thrown in the garbage. Today, it's fully recyclable. I'm here to introduce a groundbreaking technology that recycles the $350 billion worth of clothing we throw away every year in the United States. My name is Bakar, and I come from post-Soviet country, Georgia, where freedom of speech sometimes is considered as a luxury. Today, I want to tell you people a story. And the title of my story is, For the Tomato, the Clock is Ticking. My name is Peter Scott. I'm the founder of Burn Manufacturing. 20 years ago, I went to Africa. And when I saw deforestation in Africa, in Congo, I got down on my knees and wept. And I said, I'm going to devote my life to save the forests of Africa and the developing world. How does one company solve the problems of poverty, hunger, and food safety, and yet all it does is growing fresh fruits and vegetables? The foundation of our modern world, of our industrial world, is steel. Take some iron and add a little carbon and you get steel. Strong enough and pliable enough to build bridges, railroads, factories, and ships. All destined by the rules of Mother Nature to turn to dust from rust. I hope that gives you some ideas. Now do keep in mind that those statements were not their first drafts, not even close. Those were the 10th or 20th or even 30th time that they iterated on that idea. You see, we worked for weeks to get those, get those first opening lines down as tight and as short and as clear as we could. Right? And we iterated by speaking them out in front of as many people as we could, as many guests that came into the program, and we would just watch their reactions to see whether or not they got it or not and whether or not they asked that follow-up question or not. And that's kind of a theme of being an entrepreneur. That's the theme of the next step is iteration. Don't expect to get anything right the first time. In fact, don't expect this to be a linear process at all. We're going to go step by step. It's not actually following the order of the book because the order doesn't matter. Right? So you're going to go through a bunch of steps, and at any given time, what you may discover is that you need to go back a few steps and redo them. And you may get all the way to the end of the process and discover a flaw. You may discover that your solution doesn't work, and you have to go all the way back to the to the step that defines your solution. You may even find that the problem is not one that anyone wants to solve. That's one of the problems with problems. Uh, sometimes your customers out there, they don't even know they have the problem, or they know they have the problem, but they just really don't care. Right? There are other pressing needs in their, in their life, and the problem that you're solving is just not one that's a high enough priority. Another problem with problems that I've come across countless times, especially at the university where I used to be an entrepreneur in residence, helping the professors and the researchers turn their ideas into companies. Well, often they had a technology in search of a problem. They had a great idea in terms of technology, some wondrous invention, but then they didn't know who in the world would want it. They didn't know actually what problem it was solving. It was exciting to talk about. It was exciting to look at. It was exciting to demo. It didn't actually solve any problem of anyone in the real world. It really wasn't something that could turn into a company. It made a great research problem. It employed them in doing the research, but there wasn't anything more we could do with it that would make it into a, a standalone company and serve customers and make the world a better place. So your assignment this week is pretty simple. One sentence on problem, one sentence on solution, ideally one sentence that combines those two together. 
the next week, we'll talk about the customers. Till then. <laughs>